The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Betza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir Ben Esther. Amen. has been dedicated as well Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshir, Veoshir, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zocher in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Daf Yudgimal. Today's daf is being studied by Lulu Shmat Abraham ben Esther. We begin today's daf on Yud Bet Amud Bet, and we start from the two dots <coughs> towards the bottom of the daf. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shemuel, Halacha, Rabbi Yosef. We learned yesterday that Rabbi Yosef's shita was that. You allowed, everybody allows you to deliver the terumah. The only mahluk it was, how you allowed to deliver hala and matanot. And therefore this opinion says, halakha fazl bi which means according to betelel, you would be allowed, according to everybody, you'd be allowed to deliver terumah to the, uh, to the kohen on Yom Tov. Comes the Gemaran says, Again, I repeat again. The Mahloket was by Tiruma. And everybody agreed by Matanot and Halla. So the Hadush is that according to Betelel, even Tiruma is permissible to deliver. And that's what it means Halakha Kirbi Yosef. Rav to be Bere de Rav de Hamya, Havale Garba de Hamra de Truma. So the Rabbi had a Barrel of wine that happened to be teruma. Atal kamed Rabbi Yosef. So he came in front of Rabbi Yosef. Amar lo mahu leamtuye lekohen aidana. Yom Tov. He said, Can I bring it to the kohen today? Teruma. Amar le ache amar Rabbi Yehuda amar Shmuel halachak Rabbi Yosef. Told no problem. Halachak Rabbi Yosef. According to Bet Leil, it's permissible to deliver the teruma. Ushpesichne deraba. Barav Hanan. Ushpesichne means the landlord, the one that the rabbi was staying by. He had stalks of mustard. This is a new point. So yes, the rabbi, can I uh, crumble them in my hands to get the mustard out? Can I do that on Yom Tov? Now, what's the question? The question was because uh, since I could have done, let's read Rashi actually. Asuriyata, havilot shel hardal, stalks of or bundles of mustard, besharbitin in the stalks, vazera betochan, right? The seed is in the stalks themselves. Ma'ol leferuchah sharbitin lotzia zera biyomtov, mishalei biyomtov, keshchita uchbishul. Do we say that just like slaughtering 
or cooking is permissible, this is also permissible. Or dilma, kevan de efshar me'ayrev yom tov, lo, de tovat dishahu. Or do I say, no, this is considered threshing. Because what is threshing? Threshing, you bang the stalk to get the, uh, the goods out. So therefore, this could have been done before Yom Tov. So you want to know, Rabbi, can I uh, crush the mustard stalks to get out the seed on Yom Tov? No, Rava, Biyadeh. He didn't have the answer. Atal Kamed Rava. So he went in front of Rava. Amadeh, he told him, Molilin, Melilot, Umfarchin, Kitniyot, Biyom Tov. Which means, it is permissible on uh, Yom Tov, even on Shabbat, she says, you're allowed to take uh, wheat kernels and you be molel them. Molel them is you rub, rub them in your hands, and the wheat comes out. What's the reason why it's mutar? Ah, it's dash. No, this is dash kal ahriyad. It's really not the normal way to dash it like that in your hands, to thrash it in your hands. And therefore, it's permissible. Rashi, molelin melilot de dash kal ahriyadu. Right? It's not the normal way. Va'afilu be Shabbat lab doraitau elam bedrabanan. So on Shabbat it would be asum bedrabanan. Ubiyum tov lo gazur. So that's the difference. On Shabbat asum bedrabanan to do this medidot, but in Yom Tov achemim wadinit. Furthermore, the Gemara says eti be'abaye. So I asked the question. So he allowed him. So the mustard seeds, no problem. You could crush them in your hands on Yom Tov. So eti be'abaye hamolel medidot me'arib Shabbat. Let's say you. Rub them, the wheat from Arab Shabbat from before Shabbat. The mahar menapeyah miyad liyad veochel. So now you have the chef. The chef is in the is mixed up with the uh, with the wheat. So therefore, what are you able to do? Menapeyah liyad liyad, which means you're able to uh, put it in your hand. This. Uh, uh, mixture, mm-hmm. and either some say you, f- you can blow it, you know, blow the chaff off, or just keep on switching from hand to hand, and the wind, you know, the, will blow away the chaff. That's permissible on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. But you cannot use the kanun, which is a type of a sifting vessel. It's more like a, um, a kanun, being like a funnel, right, where it's wide on top and narrow on the bottom, where you'd stick the uh, goods in there, and it would sift it out, and just the kernels would come out. You cannot use that. But tamhui, tamhui is like a big uh, plate. Okay, so while they allow you to separate the chaff, if already you molel the me'ed of Shabbat on Shabbat itself, they only allow you to use your hands to get rid of the chaff. Okay. Now again, what's the reason? It's That's not the normal way. It's done during the week. Let's say the guy he takes the wheat again and he rubs it to get the wheat kernels out. He could again uh, switch them from hand to hand to get rid of the uh, chair. So they even let you use these vessels to separate the chef. Aval. These are the vessels that are more uh, prevalent used for this purpose, and therefore it is forbidden to use those vessels. So comes the Gemara and says, But you see that the Gemara said, You're only being molel melilot me'erev yom tov. We just said over here, the rabbi said, you can even do it on Yom Tov. So how does he do work with the Braita? <laughs> so the Gemara says, Afilu tema Yom Tov. Really, you can even do the Midi Lot on Yom Tov. 
ואיידי דתנא רשע מערב שבת, תנא ספנא מערב יום טוב. Which means, since the first case, we use the case of ערב שבת, because on that case, the מלילות can only be done on ערב שבת. So therefore, since we used the Resha Ayrib Shabbat, so the Sefer we used Ayrib Yom Tov. But who had deen it be permissible to do the Medidot on Yom Tov itself? So the Gemara says, wait. Imken matzinu teruma shezakai bahalamata. Now, when you have these stalks over here, it's wheat. Halakha says you can't eat it unless you take teruma. You have to take teruma. It's wheat. It's halakha says you have to take teruma. So the Gemara assumes that before the guy's going to eat it, they're telling you it could be more them on Yom Tov. So the assumption is that before he's more them or after he's more them, he's going to separate Terumah. How could that be? We learned in the Mishnah Utnan, Lo imamartim betrumah she'enu zakai baharamata. What are you talking? Our Mishnah clearly said that, even according to Betelel, that Terumah you're not allowed to take on Yom Tov. That was the Hiduk between Matanot and Hala and Terumah. But from this case we see that there is a scenario where you're allowed to take Terumah on Yom Tov. The case where you bring the Melilot in stalks, let's say, and you crush them with your hands, and now you take the Terumah, and uh, you're doing it on Yom Tov. Again, because they would not allow you to be molel them, unless you're going to eat them. Mm-hmm. Now you can't eat them unless you take Terumah. So this is a direct question against our Mishnah. How did our Mishnah say that Terumah eno zakai baharamata? What do you mean? Zakai baharamata. Here's a case where you can actually Take Teruma. So comes the Gemara and says, Lakasha, no question. Ha Rabbi, Ha Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda. Really, everybody's going to allow you to do the Mililot on Yom Tov. That's not a Mahdaka. You could crush the uh, stalks on Yom Tov, that's not a problem. Ah, you had a question uh, that says it's against our Mishnah because they're letting you take Teruma. No, I'll tell you that. Uh, do we have a machloket between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef? What's the machloket? Yosef, Rabbi Yudah, and Rabbi. What's the machloket? The Tanya. It's a guy, he brought shibulin in his house, stalks, uh, grain, with the intention to use it for dough. You can only eat a small amount, upatur, which means, halakhah says by terumah, when is the hayyub of tirumah come on a person? After he uh, threshes, gets the wheat kernels out, and then puts them in a pile, right? And smoothens the pile. That's called miruah hakri. That's when the hayyub of tirumah comes in. Now this guy over here, he brought his wheat in with kavanah to make dough. That means he's eventually going to thresh it, he's eventually going to make piles, he's eventually going to smoothen it. However, until he does that, Hachamim allowed him to eat the wheat kernels themselves, Arai, not in a permanent fashion, in a small amount, and he's going to be patur. Right? Because the halakha says, until you finish gemar melakha, gemar melakha is until you finish the process, it's not hayav in terumah. And since this guy's kavanaf is the process to make dough, so it's still wheat kernels. You didn't get to the end of the process yet. So therefore they allow you to eat it even without taking terumah. Now, but let's say the guy's kavanaf when he brought it into the house was to eat them bimililot, the way they are, meaning crush them in his hands and eat them. He has no intention to make miruah hakri and all that. So therefore the gemar melacha is when the second he finishes crushing them, 
in this scenario, that's the end of the melacha. Mm-hmm. So now we have a great machloket. Rabbi Mehayev. Rabbi says, in this case over here, you have to give teruma immediately. Why? Because in this case, you're covering us for mililot. You're eating it when it's, when it's raw. I'm, I'm not intending later to make dough out of it. And the, the process is finished immediately. So therefore, Rabbi says, Hayav teruma. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, Poter. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda says, you're patur in such a case. He says, you're not chayav to take teruma from Mililot. Oh, so now we have, uh, let's read Rashi. Rabbi Mehayev, Betruma, Shelo yochal mehen aray. You can't even eat a small amount of it, like a snack. Ad shiafrish. Why? Lefisha hachnasatan b'shibolin, hi gemar melachtan. When you brought it in b'shibolin, you're done. That's the end of the process. She'en sofola bolide gorin. You're not going to make a pile out of it, a harvezegornan. This is considered the pile. What's the reason? The Torah says, what's chayav in teruma? The word dagan is representing the concept of miruah, where you pile them and you smoothen. Dagan is not used until you pile it in the pile. And therefore, let's analyze. Rabbi Yosef is telling you on Yom Tov now, when the guy takes this mililot, are you allowed to crush them? <coughs> Certainly. Are you hayav in teruma? No. According to him, there's no hayav teruma on mililot. So I'll say the author of Al Mishnah is Rabbi Yosef. When, when Al Mishnah said, what do you mean? Teruma eno zakai Because you don't ever have a case where you'll take teruma on Yom Tov. Even in this case over here, where you're going to do the Mililot, you don't have to take Tirumah. So the Mishnah is correct. There is no case that is allowed to take Tirumah on Yom Tov. The stuff that you did, Miruah Hakri, from yesterday, so for sure you cannot take Tirumah today. And everybody agrees, because you should have done it yesterday. Uh, in this case as well, where the Dagan is finished, meaning you are Molel, and that's Gebar Melachtan, also in this case you don't take because there's no hayuv. So the Mishnah's language, is going like Rabbi Yosef. So the Mishnah's language was accurate. There is no case where you could take Tirumah on Yom Tov. Now, it cannot be going according to Rabbi. Because Rabbi, there's a case where you can take it on Yom Tov. What's the case? Modern Mililot. Modern Mililot, he holds. It's considered Gemara Malachtah, so you take it. So that's the way we understand the Gemara at this point. So the Gemara goes further. What do you mean? I'll give you a case where even the Biyoseh B'Rabi Yehuda says you can take Tiruma on Yom Tov. Let's say a guy on Yom Tov, he brought wheat into his house with the intention to make dough. Okay? Now, once your intention is to make dough, you have in Tiruma. Meaning eventually you're going to be Hayav in Tiruma Because then you're going to thresh it You're going to make the pile You're going to make But then what happened He changed his mind He said you know what I'm not going to make dough out of it I want to crush them up Rub them And eat the kernels on Yom Tov So now they became Tevel on Yom Tov because the halakha says, once your kabana was fa'isa, there's a hayyub of teruma. I don't care if you changed your mind. Once you changed your mind, even the BOC will say, I'm eating it as mililot now, doesn't matter. Once the hayyub of teruma 
went on it. But your kavanah, so now you have to take Turuman. The Biyosir will allow you to take Turuman in that case. So we found a case where even according to the Biyosir, you can't take Turuman on Yom Tov. Where you brought it in with one kavanah, which is a hayuf, and then you changed your mind for another case, meaning for Melidot. Normally Melidot, the Biyosir says, Patur Meteruma, but this is not a case of straight Melidot. This is Le Isa, and then you changed your mind for Melidot. Oh, so we're back to the question. How do you learn our Mishnah? Our Mishnah said, You could never take Turuma on Yom Tov. What do you mean? According to, even according to the Biyosir, there's a case where you could take Turuma on Yom Tov. So how do you interpret the Mishnah? So, Ela Mai. My Tiruma. So you know how you explain the Mishnah when it says Tiruma? Rov Tiruma. The Mishnah meant to say the majority of cases, Tiruma you're not going to take on Yom Tov. Granted, you have some exceptional cases. You have a case where a guy brought it in uh, for Isa, then changed his mind, but how, how often does that happen? The Mishnah when it says Tiruma is not taken on Yom Tov, it didn't mean in every scenario. It means in the majority of cases, Tiruma is not going to be taken. And therefore the Mishnah uh, can be uh, going like uh, Ben Rabbi Yoseh or Rabbi. Which means according to Rabbi, we have a case where you can take the Tiruma when it's in Mililot. According to Rabbi Yoseh, Mililot is Patur, but a case where you brought it in Fa'isa, then you change your mind. But those are exceptional cases. So therefore when the Mishnah says Teruma Eno Zakai Baharamata means Rov Teruma It's not subject to Teruma Therefore the Mishnah can be either going like either opinion But according to the bottom line Molen Mililot on Yom Tov would be permissible According to the B with taking Teruma According to the B you'll say eating it straight Good? Kamsi Gibran says Amar Abaye Abaye comes along and says Mahaloket Bishibulin this mahalokit between Rabbi and Rabbi Yoseh is talking about where you have uh, <coughs> the ears, which means they're coming in the stalks. So Rabbi is going to say, Hayav Teruma, and Rabbi Yoseh is going to say, Patur, Aval Bikitniyot. Kitniyot is like legumes. That's like uh, beans. Devreakol Asuraita Tavla. Everybody holds when it comes to beans. And you bring them in a, in, a, in a bundle into your house. You don't need miru hakri. Everybody says once you bundle them, even in a small amount, you're going to be hayav on terumah. And what's the logic? Because by wheat, the normal derich is to make a pile. So therefore, the biyos is to pile it, and your intention is just to eat it straight like mililot, you're going to be patur. However, when it comes to legumes, legumes you use a little at a time. You don't wait and make a pile out of them and, uh, you know, make me do haqlit beans. You take a little of time, you put it in your tafshir. So he'll hold even that the legumes, the kitniyot, is chayav and tirumah, even in the state of uh, uh, in the when you bundle them in their stalks. So comes the Gemaran says, so again, since it's the derich, not to bring a lot of kitniyot in at one time, so therefore, once you bring a little in and they're in a bundle, you have right away to everybody. So the Gemara says, Who's saying all this here? This is being said by Abayah. Let us bring a proof to Abayah's statement. A guy had, Tiltan is fenugreek. 
It's a type of, uh, let's say, spice. So we had habilet tiltan. He had a bundle of tiltan shil tebel. And it was tebel. Okay? Now, right away, you see from the case that it's possible you could have a bundle of a legume and it's tebel. What does tebel mean? You didn't take teruma. So Abaye is correct <laughs> that when it comes to kitniyot already, you see that even when it's in a bundle, you didn't make miru hakri, you didn't pile, and the case we're discussing is, it is a bundle, and it is still tevil. So what do you do? Harezik kotesh. So first you have to crush them, in order to get the uh, fenugreek out, the tiltan out. Umehashev. Kama zedat yeshpahim. You're able to estimate how much uh, seeds are. You don't have to actually count them. You can make an estimation. Umafrish ala zera. You have to take tiruma. On the seeds, the mafrish However, you don't factor in the tree, because even though the tree of the fenugreek is also a spice, you can put that in the tafsir also, and it's beneficial. But the hadush is telling you over here for tiruma purposes, you only calculate how much zera, how much <coughs> seeds there are, <coughs> and you do not have to calculate the it's. So the Gemara says, "My love." Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yudahi, the Amar Hatam, Lo Tabla, Hacha Tabla, which means the Chaurah, this is going like Rabbi Yosef. Why is it going like Rabbi Yosef? So that she says that normally uh, Rabbi Yosef says by Shibulin of wheat. It's not Tebel. When you take it in to make Melilot, you don't have to take the Rumah. And that's why the Brachta is coming along to tell you, but by fenugreek, by a legume, it is tebel. So the Hiddush is according to Rabbi Yoseh. Because according to Rabbi, I don't have to tell me fenugreek. Even wheat, which is the normal derech to make miru hakri, Rabbi says you hayav in teruma when you make mililot. So therefore, kocheken, in this case over here, where it's the normal derech to bring it in a little at a time, for sure Rabbi is going to say you hayav in uh, in Tiruma. The Hidush is according to the Biyoseh. Because the Biyoseh that says by wheat, when you make Mililot, you patur from Tiruma. But in this case of Tiltan, since it's the Derek to bring little time, it's coming to Tamir Steve, meaning Yahayab in Tiruma. So you see the Biyoseh makes a Hidush between wheat and Kitniyot. Kebara says, No, Rabihi. No, this statement is going according to the B. So would you give me a case of fenugreek? Even wheat, which is the derech to pile up, still you hayav before you piled it up when you brought it for shibulin. It'd be the bigger hidush is shibulin. So the Gemara says, What do you want to say? That the writers of Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, L'shme'inan sha'ar minei kitniyot ve'kol sheken tiltan. Which means you should have brought the bigger hidush. If Rabbi Yosei holds that kitniyot is hayav, so why did the Brayta give me the case of tiltan? Tiltan is a lesser hidush, because it's the normal way of tiltan to bring in a little at a time. So that's considered Gemar Melachtan. If the Brayta was Rabbi Yosei, it should have said, even other kitniyot that might not be so the derech, still you're going to be hayav to Rumah immediately. So therefore the Gemara is saying, who's the author of this Brayta? If it's Rabbi, what you tell me tiltan? Tell me even wheat. If it's the Biyoseh, why did you tell me Tiltan? Tell me other kitniyot that are a bigger Hidush. Ela Tiltan, it's Tarikhaleh. You know what I'll tell you? The author of the Braita is Rabbi. 
Also, would you tell me to tell you? Should have told me wheat. Salka da takamino ilvetam etzo priyoshave. So I would have thought that since the the stalk, meaning the wood, the etz, and the peri and the seeds themselves have a tam, I would have thought lefrosh namea etzo. I would have thought you had to take teruma on the wood and the stalk itself. Kamash malan that you don't have to, which means the hitush is not in tiltan per se, which was according to the B. Tiltan is Hayab and Tirumah But that's no Hadush in the sense Because that's considered Gemar Melachtan Because it's the normal derech to bring in A little Tiltan at a time Bundle it and put it in your uh, Tafshir So therefore for sure you're going to be Hayab and Tirumah How do I know? Because Rabbi says even by Dagan By wheat Which is the normal derech to bring it in And pile it And uh, make Miruah Hakri And still he says if you're bringing in it In bundles You're Hayab So what's the Hadush in Tiltan? Tiltan's hidush is that you would have thought that the hayyuv of Tiruman Tiltan, you have to factor in not only the zera, but you have to factor in the stalk. Why would I think you have to factor in the stalk? Because the stalk also has a ta'am. So I would say maybe it's also like a spice. Kamash ma'lan? No, you don't have to factor in the edge, you just factor in the zera. So therefore, we do not have a proof for Abayir's statement. Abayir tried to say that by kutniyot, even the Rabbi Yosef is going to say, Yuhayab immediately. But we brought a Braita, but the Braita that we brought, we're saying is not Rabbi Yosef. The Braita can be going like Rabbi Yosef, so Abaye is not supported by a Braita. Mm-hmm. Now we go to the Ika de Amre. Ika de Amre, we have another version of Abaye. Amar Abaye, Mahaloket Bishibulin. The Mahaloket between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, Bishibulin. And what's the Mahaloket like we learned? Rabbi says, since bottom line you're intending to eat it in Mililot, meaning you're going to crush them as they are, that's Gemar Melachtan. When is Hayyuf Tirumah come on you? Gibar Melachtan. Rabbi Yosef says, nah, since the derech of this item is to be dagan, to put in the pile, you're going to be patur. Aval bekitniyot. But when it comes to kitniyot legumes, hevre hakol asuraita lo tabla. The opposite. When you bring it in legumes in a bundle, everybody's going to say, it's not tebel. Which means there is no kayuf of tiruma. If it would be teva, that means you have to take tiruma. Teva means something that tiruma was not taken from. If they're saying lo tavla, it means when it comes to these items over here, you can molel them in you know, a little at a time, eat them, no problem. There is no kayuf of tiruma according to everybody. So it comes the Gemara and says, comes the Gemara and says, so it's the opposite of Arabah you're saying. Right? I'm saying the opposite logic yeah. over here. You have to say that according to this logic, the reason why everybody's going to say you're patur by kitniyot is because the normal derech of kitniyot is to bring it in in a pile. And since you didn't pile it, everybody's going to say patur. So the Gibra says, Metiveh, question. Same brighter. Guy has bundles of fenugreek. Shil tevil. Oh, they're tevil. Harezekotesh. Crush them up. Umehashev kama zera yeshbaim. Calculate how much seeds there are. Umefrish ala zera. Take your teruma on the zera. The enumefrish ala etz. But you don't have to take on the stalk part. So the Gemara says, My love, table tavul shil teruma. When it says table, what does table mean? You didn't take teruma. And therefore we see a braita that's against this version of Abaye. Because you brought the tiltan in bundles. You didn't make miru hakri. And still it's saying, why? It's table. That means it's Hayav in Tiruma. And which table are we thinking we're talking about? Tiruma table. So therefore, uh, we have a question against Abaye. Because there's other things. The Hayuv is not only Tiruma, you have to take Mahasirishon. There's other items. So therefore, we're assuming that the table that the Braita means over here 
is the table of Terumah, meaning Terumah wasn't taken, and therefore there's a question in Abayah. The Kibbutz Azuz said, no, Tevel Tavul Shil Terumat Ma'asir. The table that we're talking about over here is not Terumah. It's really the table of Terumat Ma'asir. Now what is Terumat Ma'asir? Another way of saying Terumat Ma'asir is Ma'asir, Mena Ma'asir. No, Ma'asir, Mena Ma'asir. Which means, the case is like this. Let's say, this is the scenario over here. The Levi, normally, the way of Terumot uh, and work is like this. The Yisrael has a, uh, you know, some uh, wheat. He takes Teruma. Teruma from the Torah is only one wheat. He could take one kernel, Give it to the Kohen, Minat Torah, he fulfilled his obligation. The rabbis came along and made percentages. They said if a guy has a good eye, he's generous, he should give one fortieth. If a person is Ayin Benoni, he's a mediocre guy, he gives a fiftieth. If he's Ayin Ra, he gives a sixtieth. Okay, but that's a rabbinical shiur. But what does he do after he gives the Kohen his Tirumah? He now has to give 10% of what's left over to the Levi. That's called Maaser Rishon. Okay? Now the Levi has his Maaser Rishon. He cannot eat it. It's table still. Why? Because he has to give 10% of that to the Kohen. That's called Tirumat Maaser. Or Maaser Mina Maaser. So the case we're discussing over here is where the Levi jumped the gun. The Levi went over here and when the stalks of Tiltan, you know, they were still in the, the bundles over here. Okay? So we're saying, it's Tevil. What type of Tevil over here? Uh, Tirumah, there was no Hayyuv in this case. Uh, so what's so the Tevil over here? Well, normally, uh, here the Levi came and took the, uh, the stalks. Now, he didn't give his Ma'asir min Ma'asir. So until he gives his Ma'asir min Ma'asir, it's considered Tevil. And therefore, you try to bring a question from Abayir to Abayir. Abayir wanted to say, when it comes to Habilet Tiltan, everybody wants to say there's no Hayyuf Tirumah. There's no Tirumah on this item. Everybody says you can eat it right away. What are you talking? We have the case of Habilet Tiltan, where the Brayta clearly says, it's Tevil. Ah, you thought it was Tevil of Tirumah? No, there's no Hayyuf of Tirumah. This is talking about Tevil of Tirumat Ma'asir. Uh, what, what's the case over here? The case is where the Levi went and took the, uh, the, the stalks, which means he didn't wait for Miru Hakri. If he would have waited for Miru Hakri, like he's supposed to, because normally they're supposed to give the Tirumot and Masut in order. The Levi's not supposed to jump the gun. He's supposed to wait until Miru Hakri, wait till the Kohen gets his Tirumah, then he's supposed to come in and get his 10%. This guy over here, he didn't wait till Miru Hakri. He went in when it was still uh, in the bundles, and he went, he grabbed it, I'm taking my 10%. Okay, it's Avon, he shouldn't have done it. But what he did counts. So when it says Habilet Tiltan, you have bundles of Tiltan that are Tevil, it's because the Levi did not give his Ma'asir min Ma'asir. So it says Shemo Tovlo Litrumat Ma'asir. Once it's called Ma'asir Rishon, so the name Ma'asir Rishon will make it Tevil. Once it's called Ma'asir Rishon, that's Tevil. Because you have stuff in it that's not supposed to be there. You have to give the Tirumat Ma'asir. So therefore that's why it's called Tevil. Let's read... Um, Rashi, lo betevil tavul etrumat maaser. It's towards the bottom. And they get wide right before that. Le'olam in habidin gamor melacha. 
really I'll tell you bundles of fenugreek is not considered Gemar Menachah. Ve'ilu gabei Yisrael hu lo'ava mikri tevel. Yeah, right. By the Yisrael, this would not be considered tevel at all. Because there's no hayuf terumah. Ah, but who had this item? Who's talking? Who he's talking about? Had these fenugreek? Ena beben Levi We're talking about that the Levi had these bundles. Shekadam be'alach et Yisrael. He went to the Yisrael. Ve'natal ma'asir rishon mimenu b'habilin. He took the ma'asir when they were still in bundles. Ve'oir ve'chal al-habilin al-shem ma'asir. Now those bundles that he took now for the Levi is called ma'asir. Incidentally, if the Levi would eat this before taking Tirumat Maaser, he's Hayab Mitah. But you must separate. Very good. So comes the and says, Kotesh Lamali. Now we have another question. What did the Brayta say the Levi does? The Levi will take the Habilet Tultan and he has to crush them, <coughs> and calculate how much uh, seeds. seeds you have, and I guess he's going to give those seeds now to the Kohen. Yeah. So the Gebola says, Kotesh, Lamali, why do you have to grind them? What's the, what's the question? Which means like this, when it comes to Tiruma, the Torah says you have to give the Kohen Dagan. Okay. What is Dagan? The actual wheat itself. But when it comes to giving Tirumat Ma'asir, it doesn't say you have to give Dagan. So technically the Levi would have been able just to give the stalks to the... You don't have to, you don't have to grind them. When do you have to grind? Only in your obligation of Tirumah, where the Torah says Deganecha. But we established the case, we're not talking about Tirumah anymore, we're talking about a Levi. We're talking about Ma'asir and Ma'asir. Ma'asir and Ma'asir should be enough to take 10% of the stalks and give it straight and the stalk and let the Kohen go uh, break them and get the wheat. So the Gebarah is saying, how could you tell me we're talking about a Levi? Why would the Gebarah necessitate grinding? Grinding in the Chaurah is not a Chayuv and Ma'asir, but a Ma'asir. So the Gebarah says, Le male, which means, let the Levi say, Ki echi dihavuli, hachi yavin alach. The Levi can say, listen to the, to the Kohen. I'm giving it to you the way they gave it to me. If they gave it to me in uh, stalks over here, so I'll give it to you in stalks. I'm not obligated to crush it for you and do all your uh, your process. So Amar Rava, Rava says, Kenasa. There is a Kenasa, a penalty. What's the penalty? The penalty is like this. By the Levi jumping the gun, he hurts the Kohen. How does he hurt the Kohen? Because if the Levi would have waited to come on time, they would have had Miru Hakri. Mm-hmm. Now the Kohen would have gotten 2% of the, uh, let's say if he's a Ayin uh, Yafa, right, 150th we'll say, he would have gotten 2% of, let's say, the product. But now, by uh, not getting, uh, by the Levi coming before the Hayyub of Tirumah, so now the Kohen loses that Tirumah. Because on this now he doesn't lose the whole Tirumah, because once the Israel is going to make Miru Hakri, he's going to have to take 2% of that to the Kohen. But that Miruah, that pile is missing, that 10% that the Levi took. So he's not losing full Tirumah. He's losing 2% of the 10%. And therefore, by going out of order, the Levi hurts the Kohen. So you know what we say? Because you took away part of the Kohen's Tirumah, we want you to crush them and give it to them in a finished product. Mm-hmm. Which is normally a normal Ma'asid, give it to them in stalks when you take it on time. But since you took it out of order, 
And by doing that, you cause the Kohen a loss. A minor loss, really. Listen to why it's minor loss. Because he's going to have to give Tirumah to Yisrael. I mean, once he finally makes the pile of the fenugreek, he has to take 2% of that and give it to the Kohen as Tirumah. But you're not taking 2% from the 10% that the Levi took. So on that amount, bottom line, you hurt the Kohen. And therefore we say... You have to grind it and give it to them in a finished product. So that's why you do that. The Gebarat brings a proof to this. Tanya Nameache, Ben Levi, She Natnudo Shibudim Bimaserotav, right? The Ben Levi, that they gave him the Maser when it was in the Shibudim, Ose Otan Gorin. You have to make a pile out of them. Which means, Anavim Ose Otan Yayin. If it's grapes, he has to process it into wine. Zetim, if it's olives, Ose Otan Shemin. And he gives ma'asem and a ma'asem V'notnan l'kohen Shekeshem sheterumat gedola Ena mitelet Ela mena gorin umena yekeb Just like regular terumat can only be given In the gorin Gorin means in the actual wheat themselves And yekeb means the uh, wine themselves Kach terumat ma'asem Ena mitelet Ela mena gorin umena yekeb So to over here by terumat ma'asem It has to be given in the finished product. Again, because we're talking about a case where the Levi went uh, early and he bypassed the uh, Terumah. Now, Rashi does point out, incidentally, that this is an Isur Menat Torah. It is a Sur Menat Torah when it says, So Rashi learns that it's Isur Menat Torah for the Levi really to come before the Kohen gets his Terumah. However, what's done is done. Meaning it doesn't invalidate the Tirumah uh, or the Maaseh, but he, uh, he makes a, a sin from the Torah. Comes the Gemara and says, Mehashev. Now, the Braita continues. And the Braita said that he doesn't actually have to count all the kernels when he's going to give the Maaseh and the Maaseh to the Kohen. He could make an estimation. It says, Which means, what do you mean? Ma'asir mina ma'asir is 10%. How could you give a 10% shi'ur on estimation? The Braita says, right, then he crushes them up. Oh, now I know why he has to crush them because it's kanas. Because he wants you to give the grand finished product. Good. But it should say you should have to actually count the seeds to give exactly 10%. Why does the Braita say Mehashiv, which is estimation? Hamane, who's the author of this? Abba el Azar ben Gimal. He. Detanya, we have a Braita. Abba el Azar ben Gimal Omer. It says in the Pasuk, The Pasuk says, and it will be considered to you as Tirumah. This pasuk is actually referring to two different types of terumah. Aha terumah gedola, that's regular terumah. The aha terumat ma'asir. And what is terumat ma'asir, which is ma'asir and ma'asir. Keshem she terumah gedola nitelet be'omid. Just like you're allowed to give terumah gedola me'omid, which means estimation. Now what's the reason why you can give terumah gedola from estimation? Because from the Torah there's no shi'ur. From the Torah if you gave one wheat, one kernel, you put there. So therefore, for the 150th, or 140th, or 160th shi'ur, it, uh, Halakha says, you can give it me'omid. And furthermore, you're also allowed to give terumah gedola me'mahshabah. 
you don't actually have to separate it to make a tirumah. You can in your mind say, uh, the, the wheat that's in that corner of the pile is going to be considered tirumah. That's done in your machshavah. tirumat ma'asir. So So you could also take it Be'omed and Machshava So it's actually a Pasuk When it says in the Pasuk V'nechshav lachem turumatchem So what does V'nechshav mean? I can do it with Machshava So that already I have a Pasuk for That I can do it with Machshava That just like Turumat Gedolaz Machshava So too Turumat Ma'asim Machshava The Hadush of this statement is That just like Turumat can be done Be'omed Meaning with Estimation. You don't have to actually, you know, count it out. So to Tirumat Maaseh can also be done with estimation. That is the Hidush. Okay? Comes the Gemara and says, Gufa. So bottom line, that's why the Braitha said, let him uh, crush the kernels. And then let him, uh, he doesn't have to count them. He can just uh, give a... Uh, 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 a uh, an estimated amount, just like you're allowed to do it by Tirumah. Okay, when it says Tirumatchem in the Pasuk, it's talking about two Tirumot. And we're comparing Tirumat Gedola and Tirumat Ma'azir. Gufa, we have a statement. Amar Ababhu, Amar Bishmon bin Nakish. Ma'asir Rishon Shikdimo Bishibulim. When you went and you took Ma'asir Rishon, when they were still in the stalks, which means you didn't wait for the Hayyub of Tirumat to come, Shemo Tovlo. The name, once it's called Maaser Rishon, it puts the status of Tevil on it. Because Maaser Rishon, you need to take Tirumat. Maaser, so the language of the Gemara is Shemo Toblo. The name, the status of Maaser now makes it Tevil. So the Gemara says, My Maaser. Once you're calling it Maaser, so now it is Tevil. Because you have to take Maaser Mina Maaser to give it to the Kohen. Amar Bishimon bin Nakish. Maasir Rishon Shiktimo Bishibulim. Right? If the Maasir Rishon that the Levi preempted and he took it when it was still in the stalks. Patur Mitrumagedola. It's Patur from Tirumagedola. Of course it's Patur. Why? Because you didn't make Miruwa Hakri. You preempted, right? Shine Emar. Vaharimotem Mimenu Tirumata Shem Maasir Mina Maasir. The Torah is talking to the Levi. And the Torah tells the Levi, Mr. Levi, when you get your Helek, uh, Make sure you separate ma'asir mina ma'asir. Mm-hmm. So the Gebra says, ma'asir mina ma'asir amarti licha. Velo tirumah gedola utrumat ma'asir mina ma'asir. The Torah only says that the Levi is obligated to give one gift, not two gifts. It says, Haremota, you'll separate ma'asir mina ma'asir. But not tirumah gedola and ma'asir mina ma'asir. So that's how you know if the Levi was, came early, he's patur from tirumah. Amalera papala baye ihache. If that's the case, if you're exempting the Levi, from his obligation or an obligation of Tirumah, it should be even if he came, let's say, after it was in a pile already. It should be also Patur. Because if you bring me a Pasuk that says the Levi only has to give one gift, what do I care when he comes? Even if he comes after they made a pile and he takes it, he should be obligated only to give Tirumat Ma'asir and not Tirumat Gedola. Amar So he tells him, for people like you, the Torah wrote the following pasuk: Mikol matenotechem tarimu et kol terumat Hashem. The pasuk says, from everything that you get, you have to give all the terumot. What does all the terumot mean? You have to give maaser and maaser and terumat So we have two different pasukim. One pasuk smash by the Levi only has to give one gift: maaser and maaser. 
another Pesuk Shmashma, you gotta give everything to the Matma plus to the Magedola. So comes the Gemara and says, Umara Ita. The Gemara says, What did you see? How did you know to separate the Pesukim like you did? Because what the Pesuk that you said is Patur. From Tenumah Gedolah you learned, it's talking about where he took it in the stalks. And the Pasuk that you said, he's Hayav in Tenumah Gedolah, you learned it's talking about when you put it in the, when he took it from the pile. How did you know to learn the Pesukim that way? Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe when it's the pile, he's Patur from Tenumah, and when it's the stalks, he's Hayav in Tenumah. I got one Pasuk that says you give two, and one Pasuk you only give one. How did you know how to explain these Pesukim? Kibbutz is very simple. Hai Idgan. Which means once already it's in the pile, it's called Dagan. And we know Dagan is Hayav in Tirumah. So therefore when the Levi comes at the time that it's called Dagan already, of course it's going to be Hayav in Tirumah. Let's give it to Tirumah. Let's give 2% as well as Tirumah Masir. However, in the case of the stalks, no Idgan. It's not called Dagan yet. And since it's not called Dagan, it's going to be Patur from Tirumah Gedola. The Gemara continues. Tenan Hatam. We learned in the Mishnah. Hamikalef Seorin. A person, let's say, peels Seorin. He peels barley. Yeah. They're in these stalks. He peels the shell off of it and he wants to eat them, uh, you know, after they're uh, peeled. Mikalef Ahat Ahat Veochel. So the halakha says it's permissible for him to peel one at a time and eat them. The im kalaf venatan letochiado hayav. But if he peels a lot at a time, and he puts them in his hand, and then he eats them, so he's going to be hayav. Now what are we talking about? Rashi. Hamekalef se'orim le'okhlan kilufim hayim. Let's eat them raw. Ve'okhel patur min ma'asir. That's the hadush. That the obligation of ma'asir is not on. Why? Dechihai gavna achilat araihi. This is talking about a temporary eating. He's snacking. Ubeshelo nitmarehu ka'eh. We're talking about we didn't pile them up yet. He's eating them when they're still in the stalk. So we're learning a hadush. That so long as you're eating the barleys in a temporary fashion, before you made miruah one at a time, there's no hayuv of ma'asir. But once you start like you, you, you peel a couple of them, and now you're having them in your hand, that's already, you're, you're, you're piling them, now already going to be hayav on ma'asir. That's the first deen. This law also applies to Shabbat. There's a law on Shabbat, you're not allowed to thresh. What is threshing? Where I take, let's say, the wheat that's in its stalk, and I bang it, in order to get the uh, kernel out. That's really called mifarik which is a toldah of dash. Because here I'm not doing dash. Dash is usually you take the animals and you, you, know, you bring it over the, uh, over the wheat. Here I'm just doing it with my hand. I'm just you know, separating. So on Shabbat, you're allowed to eat these se'urim. Uh, However, you're only allowed to eat one at a time. Then it's not going to be considered a problem of threshing or metharik. However, if you separate a lot at a time and you store them and then you eat them, that's considered the normal way of threshing, where you do a lot of the time, yeah. it's going to be asur. So the Gemara is saying that there's a connection between the law of Ma'asir and the law of Shabbat. Just like when it comes to the law of Ma'asir. If you're eating one at a time, you're patur. But if you store them in your hand, you're hayat Ma'asir, so to on Shabbat. If you eat one at a time, there's no problem of Mifarek Todah However, if you store them in your hand, it's going to be a problem. V'chein the Shabbat. 
comes the Gemara and says, Ini, we have a contradiction. Rav's wife used to peel cupfuls of Sa'urim. And therefore, on Shabbat, so how could you tell me that there's, uh, you gotta go one at a time? Rab's wife would do kase kase. She would fill cups and cups. So that's a problem. Rabbi Hiya, the same thing. So the Gemara says, Ela i itmar asefa itmar. This vechen the Shabbat, don't learn it on the first statement of that Braita. Learn the vechen the Shabbat on the upcoming statement of the Braita, the Sefa. What does it say in the Sefa? Hamolel melilot shelchitim. So we say, let's say a guy wants a molel melilot. What does that mean? He takes the wheat and he's rubbing it, you know, in his fingers, in order to get the wheat out of the stalk. Menapeyah aliyad aliyad veochel. He's allowed to be menapeyah, which means now you have wheat in your hands with chef. So what do you do? You're allowed to transfer it back and forth from hand to hand, and during the transfer process, the chef will blow away. <coughs> that is permissible, correct? No, but after you do that, then you keep on transferring from hand to hand, so the wind, as you're transferring from hand to hand, the chef is light, it'll just fall out. Now, However, if you place it, let's say, you place it in your uh, lap, you put a lot of it in your lap, or let's say, would mean, let's say, he takes his shirt, right? And he you know, takes it out in his hand, and he fills it up with all this uh, wheat over here, so that's going to be a suit. So we'll see now. So comes the Gemara and says, This is again referring to the Hayyub of Ma'asir. Again, we're discussing the Hayyub of Ma'asir. If you're doing it a little at a time, and in your hand you're separating them, so it's eating considered aray, you're not going to be hayav in ma'asir. However, if after you blow them, you store them in your, in your like hem, which means that you have a lot of them, that's storage, that's considered to ma'asir. Now, Amar Abir Hazar Vichin Le Shabbat. So it's saying, so too, this is going to be the Hayyub on Shabbat, meaning, that if you're making mililot on Shabbat to eat right away, no problem. But if you make the mililot and you put the wheat, you know, and you store them, right. then it's going to be a problem of bash. So the Shabbat law was not set in the first case; it was set in the second case of mililot. You're telling me in the first case. For ma'asir, it's going to be considered gemar melacha, which means when you put the, uh, when you do a lot of the time, right. it's going to be hayuv in ma'asir, but it's not going to be a hayuv for Shabbat. Right? We're learning the case of fechen Shabbat is only in the sefa. In the resha, what was the resha case? Hamikalef se'urim, by the case of the barley. Which means we're giving a hadusha, we were saying that even though for ma'asir it's going to be considered a melacha, meaning when you pile a lot of them, right? So it's going to be Hayav and Ma'asir, but for Shabbat, it's not going to be considered a Melacha. Right? Because the Chen of Shabbat is not going on the case of the barley. To that, the Gemara says, Umi'ika midi danyan Shabbat no avi gemar melacha, ul ma'asir havi gemar melacha. Which means, if it's considered a Melacha, Melacha is a Melacha. Once you tell me it's considered a gemar melacha for Ma'asir, it should be considered a Melacha for Shabbat. What's Isur on Shabbat? The Torah is Osir melachot. What's considered a Melacha? Well, if we find that this 
is considered a melacha for ma'asit, for the chayv ma'asit seemingly to be considered a melacha for Shabbat. How could you, how could you split it? How could you call it a melacha for ma'asit, but you're not going to consider it a melacha for Shabbat? How does that work? Matkif la Rabbi Shisha bered Rav Idi. Velo veha gonan ma'asir ditnan ezu gonan ma'asir, which means when it comes to ma'asir, what's considered a pile? To be hayav in ma'asir, you got to put them in a pile. Gonan. What's considered a pile? So there's different fruits, different vegetables. The Gemara says, Kishu'in vadilu'in. When it comes to Kishu'in, which would be, let's say, cucumbers and dilu'in with squash, Mishif Kisu. Mishif Kisu, once already the uh, blossom dries up and falls off, that's already considered Gemar Melacha, and therefore it's going to be Hayab in Ma'asir. Vishilo Fiksu, if let's say the blossom did not fall up, Mishi'amid Arma, when you put it in a pile. So there's two stages. Either Gemara Malakaz when the blossom falls off, to be Hayav and Ma'asir, or if it didn't fall off, let's say it's staying on for a long time, once you pile it, mm-hmm. it's considered Gemara Melakha. Okay. Now, let's analyze for a second. Gemara Melakha is once you pile it. Utnan Nameh Gabibit Salim. By onions, we have a law. Mishia'amid Orma. Also by onions, once you make a pile of onions, it's going to be Hayav in Ma'asir, which means the pile is considered Gemar Melakha. But by Shabbat, Ha'amadat Orma Patur. By Shabbat, if I would go into the mass and make a pile of onions, am I Hayav anything? No, it's not Hayuf. So you see what? That you can have an item that's called the Melacha for Ma'asir, but it's not called the Melacha for Shabbat. Again, by Ma'asir. When are you Hayav? Only when it's Gemar Melacha. What's considered Gemar Melacha? Let's say by onions, for example. The Gemara says, you take a pile of onions, you bring them into your house, you heap them. Oh, Gemar Melacha. Okay, now let's take Shabbat. Leave Maser. I go into Maser, take a pile of onions, and make a mound. Did I do anything, Isur? No, there's no Isur. But what do you mean? If it's a mil- So you see what? Something that's called a Melacha by Maser is not necessarily called a Melacha for Shabbat. There's no Isur in piling uh, onions. So the Gemara, Ela ma'i takhlim. You know what you have to say? You have to say, Melechet machshevet asra Torah. Which means the Torah did not just osir melacha. The Torah was osir melechet machshevet. It's got to be a significant melacha. It has to be a melacha hashuva. For example, all the melachot we learned from the Mishkan, all the melachot that we learned from the Mishkan were positive, constructive melachot that were melachot hashuvot, melechet machshevet. However, just because it's called a melacha for ma'asir, making a pile, that's not going to make a melacha for Shabbat, which is on Shabbat. It's not enough to find something that's called a melacha. It's got to be melechet ma'ashevet. And therefore, since it's not melechet ma'ashevet, it's not a problem. And therefore, go back to the case of the se'urim. When we said if a guy on Shabbat is not saying min kolif, se'urim, one at a time, uh, you're not hayav in ma'asir. Oh, but if you pile them up in your hand, you're hayav in ma'asir, because that's considered gemar melacha. However, on Shabbat, even if you pile them up in your hands, it's okay. Uh, what do you mean? It's a melacha for ma'asir. It's a different, different uh, guidelines. What's called a melacha for ma'asir is not necessarily called a melacha for shul. Piling the onions is a melacha for ma'asir to be hayah. But piling onions on Shabbat is not considered a melacha. Now let's look at Rashi. Look at Rashi, three lines from the bottom. Ela, may itlach lememar. Afagav de ma'asir havya melacha. Kama le Shabbat. But for Shabbat, lo havi melacha, the melachet machshevet shi melachet umanut. 
you need an expertise melacha asrat Torah. She nismecha parashat shabbat lemlichet hamishkan. Because the laws of Shabbat are learned from the Mishkan. Right? Very good. The Gemara continues. Gemara continues. Gemara says, Kesad Molel. Now we said, on Yom Tov, you're allowed to be Molel. What does Molel mean? You're allowed to take the wheat and you have to rub them against your uh, fingers to get the shell off. So the Gemara wants to know, how exactly do you do that? One finger against another finger. For example, the thumb against the forefinger. You take the wheat and go like this. One finger against the finger. You can even do the thumb against two fingers. No problem. Once already you're doing it in your hands, which is not the normal way. Which is even if you take the thumb and go against all the fingers, it's going to be mutar. Because bottom line, it's not the normal derech. To do it in your hands. Now, comes the Gemara and says, Kesad minapeyah. So we said nipuah, right? We said you take the, now they have the chaff and the wheat together, so you, you know, you go back and forth in your hands to remove the chaff. So they Kesad minapeyah. Amar abadab rava. Amar rab. Minapeyah mikishre. It's beotav ulmaala. Yatu bishinui. We don't want you to use your palms, but we want you to put the uh, wheat and the chaff from your knuckles up. So that when you're transferring it back and forth, do it bishinui. Don't do it in your palms, which would be the normal way, let's say. But do it from the kishrez be'otav, from the knuckles up. So the Gemara says, Mahachu ala b'ma'arava. In the West, they laughed at this. There. In Israel, they laughed at the shita. What do you have to do with the kishrez be'otav? Kevan de mishaneh. Since you're doing it in your hands, that's not the normal way to separate the chef. Afidu bechuda yada anameh. Even with all your hands, it's okay. That's not the normal way to separate the chef. Therefore, you can go back and forth, even in your palms. Ela amar bilhazah. Which means he comes out and says that you can only do it you cannot use two hands because that would be let's say the normal way you would do it during the week but which means it seems you would take the uh, uh, wheat in one hand and you'd you know, so shake it up and down, the so the wind or the air would cause the uh, chaff, which is the light part of it, to, to separate. But you cannot go from hand to hand because that would be the normal derech that you would do it.